are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today I have some heartbreaking news coming out of Washington, D.C. regarding Henrik Lundqvist and an exciting interview with uh, Chelsea Ladd of Dugout Dish, and I hope that y'all stick around and tune into all of that. Uh, But first, please be sure you're following and subscribe to this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app and be sure to tune in every single day so we can get you covered with all of your hockey needs. Hello everybody and I hope you are having a great day today. It is a little bit warmer than it was yesterday here (laughs) and there's a a light dusting. Oh excuse me I can't even talk of uh snow here today meanwhile uh just about an hour and a half to two hours south of us was hammered with snow overnight so you know i don't have to worry about that today but like i mentioned in the introduction we do have some sad news to share as henrik lundquist will be missing the season due to a heart condition uh henrik took to twitter today and said It breaks my heart literally to share this news. I will not be joining the Capitals this upcoming season. Many weeks of tests and conversations with specialists around the country. It's been determined that that a heart condition will prevent me from taking the ice. Together, we have decided the risk of playing before remedying my condition is too high. So I will spend the coming months figuring out what the best course of action is. Um, And he talks about how excited he was to play in D.C. and all of that. So it's and it's very hard for him to process. And I can't even imagine because going from New York after, was it 14 seasons to a new team, I'm sure, was hard to process in itself. And then getting this kind of devastating news that could potentially end your career is so devastating and I hope that he takes care of himself. Um, The heart is nothing to mess around with and especially during these times, you know, a lot of athletes have tested positive for COVID and then go on to have issues with their heart and it affects their ability to play. Oh, Bruins is here chiming in today since he is not getting enough attention, but it is so heartbreaking to see his career potentially come to an end like this. He cannot catch a break and there, I, it just feels like there aren't enough words to describe the disservice this is to Henrik Lundqvist and just his career as a whole like this doesn't deserve to happen to anybody of course but especially Hank um he has had a fantastic career um you know it was a shame that he still has never won the cup and going to DC um you know was kind of his best bet to win the cup and I wish nothing but the best for um for him and his family and I hope 
that we do get to see him out on the ice again. Before we transition over to our interview with Dugout Dishes Chelsea Ladd, I want to uh, just have a word from our friends at Built Go. Built Go is uh, this fantastic, energizing um, drink that provides that five-hour energy you need to get through your day to break through any walls um, without providing that crash. It has um, a third of the caffeine that um, an, uh, the like a monster energy drink does, and it has um, a lot of good things in it, and it's not just a bunch of chemicals engineered to provide, you know, that energy feeling. It has B6, B12, alkaline, um, collagen, which promotes a lot of healthy um, skin, hair, nail growth, and um, joint um, joint care as well. So if you are interested in trying Built Go, you can head on over to builtgo.com and use promo code LOCKED for 20% off of your first order. That's promo code LOCKED at builtgo.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked on Flames. Today, I am joined by a very special guest from uh, the baseball community, Chelsea Ladd. Uh, Chelsea, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do, a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I am a baseball writer. I cover local high school sports in my hometown of Paducah, Kentucky. I am the founder of Dugout Dish. It's a baseball website that pretty much just covers all levels of professional baseball from independent to major league baseball. I also write for a Mets fan-sided blog, Rising Apple, and Pitcher List, and Prospects Live. So I am all over the place, and sometimes I can't even keep up with it, (laughs) but... Um, I wouldn't want to do anything else, so. Definitely. And you host a podcast as well, right? I do. It's called Player to be Named Later, and I pretty much just talk baseball, but if if that's what you're into, then give it a listen. I think that's such a creative name because we see that, you know, so often in the trade atmosphere of the game so it's definitely creative I like that a lot thank you I for the longest time it was just dugout dish podcast and I was like you know what it's a podcast to be named later and then I was like no wait a player to be named later that's perfect because you know of course why not so what um got you into the content creating side of baseball Well, I've always been fascinated. Even when I was younger, I wanted to work for like ESPN. I wanted to be on Baseball Tonight and SportsCenter. So that was always my goal, but I kind of drifted from that as I got older. I wanted to be a writer. So finally, after, oh gosh, I was 26 when I decided to, no, I was 27. Yeah, I was 27 when I decided to finally take that leap and create Dugout Dish. So I, I'm still like sometimes thinking, what am I doing? <laughs> but ultimately it, it's led me to so many opportunities and I've met so many great people through it. So I'm very fortunate. 
Definitely. I think that it's so interesting to see so many people who kind of had the aspiration to be on, you know, um, ESPN or like MLB Network or maybe their own local cable um, sports network, things like that. And then just kind of branch out into their own thing and find that they love it even more, especially with their own uh, creative freedoms. Oh, absolutely. I I wanted to focus on Major League Baseball, but I'm pretty close to a few independent league teams. So I've discovered that most of my heart lies with independent baseball. So, you know, going from when I was starting Dugout Dish last year to, to now, the difference between my coverage, it's, it's changed, but I'm very I'm very happy with how it's changed. You know, it, it branched out to something completely different. And a lot of people don't really know about independent leagues. And, well, now they're, they're starting to get the, the gist of it because they're partnering with Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. So my worlds are kind of colliding. And, you know, there's a part of me that's like, yay. But then when I see, like, certain people have negative feedback towards it, I'm just like, Oh well, let me let me introduce you to the the talent that comes from this. I promise exactly. it's not like a beer league Sunday <laughs> softball jam. I promise it's not a cookout league. It they're they're actually really talented. So I'm very happy with with how things are going with that. That's very exciting, and I'm sure that part of you is also like, oh my goodness, like my little baby league is blossoming into this huge partnership that could really take it to the next level it's definitely wild because there are certain teams and I am friends with some of the players that have played on the teams that are now minor league affiliates so it's just like seeing the Patriots and the Skeeters and the Saints be able to get that call it's like Mm -hmm. whoa wait a minute I'm not, you know, I'm like, yeah. see, I've been preaching to the choir for, like, ever for you all to, like, check these teams out, and here we go. That's but the awesome. downside is the, the players for the indie leagues, they don't get the call with the organization. So that's the downside. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, eh, I'm happy, but I'm sad. I'm feeling all these emotions. I don't know really what to feel at some at sometimes. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned you write for a Mets blog. Are you mm-hmm. a Mets fan? I have been a suffering Mets fan for 22 years. I actually have my Piazza shirt on right now. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yes. It's been a long, long road. And of course I'm from Kentucky. So a lot of people are like, how did that even happen? Yes. And I was just going to ask you that actually. Mike Piazza actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like seven or eight years old. And I played on a softball team, and my the team colors were, of course, the same colors as the Los Angeles Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a catcher, even though I'm left-handed. So I, like, was madly in love with Mike Piazza. Favorite player, still, like, all-time favorite player. And he got traded to the Marlins. A week later, he got traded to the Mets. And my dad is a diehard Braves fan, so he the entire time he's like, Chels, just – come on, come to the brave side. Let's, let's go. Let's do this. Do it for your dear old dad. And I'm just like, let's go Mets. So it's kind of just stuck. And it's a big joke at this point because, you know, Kentucky girl that loves the Mets when 
but I have a few other teams and the Cardinals are only two hours away from me. So yeah, I get, I get a lot of flack for my Mets love, but I do have other teams. So, but it, the Mets do seem to be trending in the right direction. They do. I would say um, for anybody who is not a baseball fan, since, you know, this is primarily a Western Canadian podcast. I don't know if, Really, they watch baseball or have any sort of like diehard allegiance to a team other than maybe the Blue Jays. But, you know, the Mets are definitely a team to start watching. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say they're going to be World Series contenders this year, but maybe within the next five years, if things, you know, keep trending in a positive direction. Could- we can only hope. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And, you know, we're going to keep hoping for that because anything to not see the Yankees win would be fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my my dad's anti-Yankees. So anything for, you know, the other New York team to reign superior, let's let's go. (laughs) Let's do this. I love Hey, friends. So before we continue on with this interview, it's just Jess here interrupting with um, a word from our friends at Built Bar. As you know, Built Bar is one of our sponsors here on this wonderful podcast network, and they have a fantastic selection of protein bars. These are the best tasting protein bars I've ever had. Um, they come in 18 different flavors and have... Um, just the wonderful, like, I I don't know how to describe it, that fantastic, like, sweet tooth hitting, like, it just hits the spot, is what I'm trying to say. Um, I'm a big fan of the orange and raspberry ones. Um, these bars are all 100% covered in chocolate. These are high in protein, high in fiber, low in sugar, great for anybody who is on um, a keto diet or somebody who is, you know, watching those pounds. But uh, if you are interested in trying any of these bars, head on over to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on for 20% off of your next order. So do you have um, any sort of allegiance to hockey? Well, I am, like, smack in the middle between the Nashville Predators and the St. Louis Blues. Like, Ooh, okay. Smack so, like, I can go either way, but, you know, I haven't really picked a, picked a team yet. Well, slowly getting into this. I'm trying to drag my boyfriend into this. I'm like, come on, let's watch hockey when it comes back. And he's just like, huh? Okay. <laughs> I think that it – I mean, personally, as a Bruins fan, I would say, please don't root for the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, I love Nashville as a city and would love to move there someday. So that's, you know, my advice. <laughs> but, you know, I think hockey is so different than baseball in the sense of like pace of play because. It's just, it's so much fast pace action constantly, Mm -hmm. but there is a level of um, like hockey IQ and baseball IQ that you need because like 
stuff's happening constantly. So it would be fun to have you on this wonderful, crazy ride of hockey fandom. <laughs> I've always been fascinated by it because I'm like highly competitive. So I've always been like, you know what? I think I would really get into it. You probably would because I was the same way. I got into it later than I feel like most people like in Boston but um you know I was like this looks like a really fun sport where they're always like throwing punches and (laughs) super competitive I want to watch and what helped me actually like learn the game more or um like a closer level I guess would be covering it because you're watching for specific things rather than just, oh, you want your team to win, sort of. So. Oh, yeah. But That's honestly helped me with basketball and football. Yeah. I won't lie. <laughs> I wish uh, – basketball is just one thing I cannot get into, no matter how hard I try. It just, I don't know what it is. I I can get into basketball better than I can football for some reason. Mm. And, like, I know that kills my dad because he played <laughs> football and, like, he loves football. But, like, like you know, I can I can get more involved with basketball. Like, it's my stress levels can just go higher with basketball. And on football, I'm just kind of like, now, wait a minute. Why did that happen? Exactly. And, you know, <laughs> I have to set through a five-minute, like, explanation from my dad. And I'm just like. This just went over my head. Yeah. And I go football team. Basically me. Like I didn't start watching football religiously, I guess, until I started dating my boyfriend and he's a huge, huge Dallas Cowboys fan. So like to be just disappointment all around, really. (laughs) Kind of like the Mets. (laughs) Exactly. So like trying to have him explain like what that like what just happened when he's very clearly frustrated I always (laughs) feel so bad and I'm like you know maybe I just I'll just watch and wait till they get to the end zone but I just I love baseball I grew up a huge baseball fan um where has been like or uh, let me rephrase that your favorite ballpark you've been to um Unfortunately, right now, I've only been to Bush 2 and the current Bush Stadium. Okay. But I have made a goal to take my dad and my boyfriend because they're both, like, my dad's a diehard Braves fan, but his second team is the Red Sox. So oh, okay. My boyfriend's favorite team also is the Red Sox. So I've made a goal one day to take both of them to Fenway, and then I'm going to take my dad down to Atlanta for a Braves game. Those are my goals. I love that. Um, but, yeah, right it, now, Major League-wise, Bush is the only one. But I've yeah. been to a few cool Indie League fields. So. That's awesome. So what exactly is Indie League? It is a non-affiliated professional baseball. Um, okay. None of the teams are affiliated with any minor Major League team. And it's pretty much guys who have went undrafted, guys straight out of college. Um, a few, for instance, maybe they served in the Army or some sort of military. They've come back and they're still, you know, within age to play. 
and a lot of guys who get injured or designated for assignment just get cut they go and play trying to make their way back so it's very fascinating because you have guys who are just beginning and trying to further career further their career and then there's also guys who are just trying to make it back to where they were so it's all different like walks of life oh yeah kind of their um professional experience and I'm sure you know it's cool to be able to see um you know maybe the guys who were in the league kind of come down and mentor oh absolutely I I think one of my favorite things about hockey or really sports in general is that development phase and how those older players do kind of latch on to um, the rookies or they make it a point to just kind of say, I'm here. I've been where you've been. Here's my phone number. Call me anytime you need me, any advice. And it's, I feel like that's a part of the game in general across the board for sports that isn't appreciated enough. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think that goes so unnoticed for so many people it's just the little details of sports and and the athletes that play their designated sport like you know Mm -hmm. I think it's wonderful I just I I give anybody who can play professional sports a lot of credit because I mean I have no athletic ability I played (laughs) softball growing up and oh my goodness it was not it was not pretty but I I played softball and one year of volleyball the one year of volleyball as much as I love volleyball I was not the greatest I was too short and <laughs> my coach I was a sophomore in high school but she thought I was like a middle schooler because the oh, no. were like taller than me so I barely played I was like that one lone girl that you could always find on the bench. It was so sad, and I never oh. went back. So I just continued to play softball because that was my, that was my sport. I should have just stuck with that one, and not tried to break away. I learned my lesson. But you know what? I do give you credit for branching out because I feel like there are a lot of parents who kind of like push their kid to play one sport mm-hmm. and I do that a lot I covering see, high school sports yep like I like looking back on um my hometown it was just so many parents living through their children it's like yeah. your kid is not going to be the next Mike Trout um I <laughs> hate to break it to you but you know I think that it's so it's great to see kids who do kind of say hey you know what like I want to go out for volleyball or I want to try track or just something different because it is uh, important to be a well-rounded athlete and a well-rounded human being. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm right there with you on that one. It's uh, definitely, I don't know. I love sports. I wish I could play them, but maybe someday when I have kids, you know, I'll, I'll be the cool mom in the stands just celebrating. <laughs> That's my ultimate goal. I I am also a photographer. And so like my oh. goal is today when I have kids to be that mom out there, just like yes. taking nonstop pictures and being the embarrassing mom, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I my would goal. 
that's that's what I want to be. I want to be, you know, just my house will be decorated with their fantastic um, double play that they turned in like <laughs> little, little, little league, t-ball, whatever they're playing. <laughs> but uh, is there anything else you wanted to touch upon today? Um, I, I can't think of anything. It's all whatever you want to, whatever you would like. Do you, would you like to plug your, uh, all of your projects before you go? Yeah. Um, I am currently in the middle of dugout dish mess. It's actually really harder to say than it is to type out, but, um, it's, <laughs> it originated last year as the 12 days of Christmas last year for dugout I wrote an article a day like for the song 12 days of Christmas and it was a lot of work so this year I vowed to like do something different um Mm -hmm. so far I've had a t-shirt giveaway I posted a podcast with my boyfriend last night and today I have no clue what I'm doing (laughs) but um I'm currently working on that there should be another t-shirt giveaway within the week, I believe. And I'm working on a few things for Rising Apple, the Mets blog, maybe it has to do with something about conspiracy theories and how the Mets are cursed, in my opinion. <laughs> um, and then I'm always just, you know, trying my best to, to write something on Indie Ball for Prospects Live and Major League Baseball for Pitcher List. So I have a few things going, but I'm always around on Twitter, and that's at Chelsea Brook and Dugout Dish. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was so nice talking to you, and I'm looking forward to your future projects. Oh, thank you for having me. Of course.